Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. From the station bringing you every Broncos game. Touchdown, Denver! This is Broncos Country Tonight. Presented by Betfred Sports. Never miss a bet with Betfred Sports on KOA. Broncos Country tonight, Ryan Edwards, Benjamin Albright, day five out here at UC Health Training Center, breaking down today's practice. We're just getting underway, at least for the team portion out there. And once again, Ben, no seven on seven. Looks like we're uh, rolling out there with team. We heard from the coordinators on Saturday, more or less kind of explaining their reasoning for it, but the Broncos maintain this is exactly how they can get this team best ready for the season. Yeah, and I, I agree with it. I, I've gone over it. I've said it. I've said it uh, multiple times. Oh, he came down with that. A great oh catch by Cortland Sutton. Oh, no, no catch. He dropped it. Oh. Ball on the ground. He almost made a great catch over Pat Sertan there. Uh, Sutton and Sertan going at it. Looks like he hobbled. He's, he's coming up a little uh, and holding the arm there a little bit. We'll see. Yeah, he looks fine there. Okay. Um, yeah, Maybe the wind knocked it, out Yeah, he's shaking it off there. Um yeah, Sutton, Sutton skied for that one. Almost almost had a great catch over Sertan there. They were locked up. It was great coverage by Sertan. That ball couldn't have been placed any better. Well, that's the thing with Russell Wilson, right? The placement of the ball. That's one thing we know for sure with Russell Wilson as I sort of like try to set up this premise about seven on seven. First play of practice is a deep attempt to Cortland Sutton. And I was just done talking to Russ a little while, uh, Ross a little while ago saying how I want to see a little bit more of the deep pass. I love the open practice with that. Yeah, I, I think that's a good thing. I think it's it's it, you know a tone setter for practice. Um, you know, you talk about the seven on seven thing, and you know you know how much I hate that. Yeah, uh, it's not football. You know, go out there and practice. If you're gonna practice, go out there and practice football. And uh, I I just don't think the seven on sevens, and as much as they did it specifically with the last staff, was was hugely beneficial. I love the fact that these guys are just uh, you know doing all eleven on eleven stuff and, and practicing actual football. Absolutely. So first play was a deep pass attempt to Corlin Sutton. You had. Pass retaining coverage. The next pass attempt from Russ, and they only ran swing two plays. Swing pass to Javante. Swing pass to Javante off the right side. And then Josh Johnson's out there. So we're kind of practicing, I don't know, what is that, about the, the 20, 25 or so? They're just starting out a drive. Look, I mean, again, they're not running move the ball just yet, but we do have shoulder pads on today. We do have shoulder pads on today, so that's a step up. We'll be in full pads tomorrow. If you guys want to come out here, there is plenty of room at practice here. It's a good crowd, but there's still plenty of room. If you guys want to come on out here tomorrow, there's going to be plenty of room. Quite the opposite from Saturday. Yeah, Saturday <laughs> was a full house, so uh, it was it was jam packed. Uh, it's been a minute. Top five crowd that. I think the Broncos have ever had I of think. all time, and yeah. that's uh, not even in. I, I think, I think it beat out, and then that pass from Josh Johnson was way off. Was that? I believe it was Brent Rippin actually. Oh, and, was it? Uh, yeah, and it was air mailed off the dirt about 20 feet in front of the intended receiver. It seemed like it split at least three receivers out there. I don't split is a generous term is as much as it just kind of divided the distance in between them where there was no actual receiver present. <laughs> All right. So uh, that, yes, if that I think that was Brett Rippon. So we're seeing second team out there now with uh, Brett Rippon is still in there, uh, taking on a lot of the second and third teamers on defense. Got Luke Wattenberg there running center. Still seeing Graham Glasgow there at right guard. And 
I'd say right now, what, what are we hoping to see today's practice? I mean, each day has had a little bit of a different theme is, oh my goodness that ball gracious. hung in the air right there, and uh, 30 just about had a chance yeah. to pick it off, got a Caden deflection Stearns. out of it. Yeah, uh, ball is intended for Brandon Johnson, the wide receiver, and uh, boy, it's tough to miss that guy. He's a, he's a pretty tall guy out there, but uh, he's the only, what does he come in? 6'2". Uh, I thought he was taller. Well, anyway. Looks taller. Yeah, he definitely looks taller. Uh, he, the, the ball was too high for him anyways, um, but Caden Stearns got a hand on it and uh, batted it away. Could have had an interception if he was in a little bit better placement there, but that's that's not his fault. So now we got the first team offense, first team defense back out there as uh, for their second reps of the day. Again, sort of starting around around the 30-yard line. It looks like it's on the far field, so we're we're just getting kind of a, a bit of an eye on it. Get Russ back out there. It looks like it's a toss. The right side that went nowhere. A lot of penetration there from the right side. Yeah, man. Holy the left cow. side of the line, right side of the, uh, the field. Yeah, the, 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 the defensive line there just sort of blew up the point of attack. There was nothing happening there. That, that, the sequencing is going to be really intriguing for me early on in the season. I don't know how much we're going to get out of the preseason games. Usually you don't get very much at all. But this, the sequencing from Nathaniel Hackett, when something's not working, how quickly does he pivot? How quickly does he stay patient with the game plan? Uh, something that you see in first-time signal callers, even though he's not a first-time signal caller. And play caller. For, yeah, right. Apologies. Play caller. Oh, did he hang on to that? He did. I think he did. He did. That was great. That was Eric Thomas. Yeah, that ball was off his fingertips, and he, he just struggled with it, for, running to the, towards the sideline for about seven, eight yards, and finally reeled it in. Back to the sequencing, though. I, I'd love to know from your perspective, uh, what do you want to see out of Nathaniel Hackett? I, I just want to see an, an understanding and a, and, a, and a core competency. I don't, I don't really care, but you know what it is they're running in sequence so much as it is I, I want you know to, to, to see these things work, these things don't. We're going to move the ball. We're going to create the best possible situations for our players. We're, we're trying to get to third and short, or we're trying to. Uh, that's not our goal, but if we, if we have to, then we're at third and short. Our goal is to, as every play is a first down or a touchdown, right? So. You know, I, I think I want to see plays that, that denote that. I want to see them setting some things up for, for deep shots later. We know Nathaniel Hackett loves to run the football, and they're going to run the football. I think everybody sees Russ here and thinks the Broncos are going to be some kind of air raid offense this year. Well, you're going to be disappointed. Uh, they're, they're going to run the football, and they're going to run it a lot. Um, the, Some, somebody said that. I can't remember who said that they but, should do that. But, but uh, you know, you want Russ to be able to open things up deep, and you want uh, his arm talent and his ability to be able to keep those boxes honest so that when you do run the football, you, you're getting the maximum amount of uh, gain that you can. Another deep attempt there from Russ. They're really uh, pushing it down the field today. And they're going today. after And they're going after Sertan. That was a, feels dangerous. Another shot towards Cortland Sutton, and that was Kareem Jackson that actually had a chance at the interception there. Yeah, I, the, the deflection. I don't know that he was really going to come down with that when there was two guys fighting for the ball there, but he did get uh, active hands in there and get it poked out. I, I just wouldn't go after Pat. I mean, I guess you got to challenge him in practice, but that's not something I would normally advocate doing. It's just, you know what we should do? We should just continue to throw the ball at Patrick Sertan. That's going to be a thing that works out for us. So Well, I mean, but again, you know, you're Russell Wilson. If you think your number one receiver has a better shot at it in that circumstance, I mean, that's one of the reasons that you, you have Cortland Sun on this team is you think that he comes down with those 50-50 balls more like 70-30, mm. even against the top cornerback. And by the way, Cortland Sun's going to get covered by the top cornerback a lot this year. Yeah, I mean, I, lo I love they're practicing that. I just don't recommend doing that in a game. Okay, fair enough. I, I'm Listen, I'm the opposite. And it's not that, it, that I don't appreciate what uh, how good Patrick – Oh, my God, Alex Singleton just destroyed that. just got blown that. up. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Wow. The right side of the Broncos line might as well have not even come to the line. <laughs> oh 
You see Singleton was like standing there. Singleton was back there. He almost took the handoff from uh, from the quarterback there instead of the running back. Yeah, Mike Boone got blowed up in the backfield. But uh, the point is, is you're going to have to challenge the DBs, number one DBs out there, covering Court and Sutton. Uh, he's going to have to be your ex. He's going to have to be your number one. And, and understanding that game in, game out, that's what teams are going to do. They're going to try to stop Cortland Sutton. That's, that, that's going to be the first game plan, and you've got to make them pay for it. Well, the idea, I think, is to establish the other receivers, too, so you don't do that. Okay, that's fair. You know, if you've got, if you got Tim Patrick out there, and you've got Jerry Judy out there, and Alberto, and, and they're catching all the balls that they're supposed to catch, uh, I think that that's going to change the perception of how you defend Cortland. I mean, right now you double up Cortland just because he's getting the attention, but you know, as time wears on, if those other guys are taking advantage of the one-on-ones, you can't just double up court them while they're picking up one-on-ones on the other side. 100%. But that's what I mean by making them pay for it. Right. You're gonna, but the thing is, is you can't stop going to Cortland just because teams are saying, we're going to put our best guy on and shut him down. You're going to have to continue to pepper him because that is going to open up things for other guys. I mean, they, they, you have to make a belief that you're the, the number one guy on our offense and we're still going to find ways to get you the ball because the last thing you want to do is become predictable, saying, well, we've seen historically, if we shut down Cortland Sutton, very little about this offense scares us otherwise. Right. And, and, and you know, you, you are going to have to pick your battles going up against number one corners as far as that goes. So you've got the right quarterback to do it now, I think. A guy who's got impeccable ball placement. You know, as we look at these passes, they're not getting intercepted. They are getting broken up, you know, it is, but the, the receivers have a fighting chance for them, and they're not getting undercut and intercepted. So that's, that's certainly a plus when you look at it. All right, so they flip, field, flip sides of the field now. We're going Riverside, and now... We've got uh, first-team offense, first-team defense, uh, sort of a quick handoff there to Melvin Gordon. Getting the first-team running back reps in the second series on the first-team offense. It's, it's, just almost as like, it's almost like it happens every day. Every single day. <laughs> I'm not pointing out anything. I'm surprised you, you were down and dismissed my premise on the sequencing. Uh, that's something yeah. we, we t- spent a ton of time on last year. Talking about the sequencing with Pat Shermer. And, and you come in, you're like, eh, I don't really care. Uh, you know, 24 points, all that matters. It is. It's all that matters. <laughs> That's the number. So there's a, there is a magic number in the NFL, and it see, is 24. See, this is like the nod says that the same thing they used to kill Steve Atwater for, because of like, well, of course, that's what in the end matters. But there's a lot of intrigue in between that. Oh, that's a sack. It would have been, yes. Draymond Jones would have just obliterated Russ. Russ, is, uh, Russ takes off with it afterwards. He did have a receiver open on the left side on the comeback there. I can't see the number from here. Um, right there. Yeah, well, that's, that's Jerry. Jerry Judy? Okay. Yeah, that's Judy right there. The whole, so Judy was open. Stand, I had the worst angle. Uh, that's all right. So, um, Got to get that eye, eyesight checked. You yeah. keep telling me it's really good, but... 27 vision. I mean, you say that. You say I that, but I, I'm seeing better. That. I'm, I'm well, seeing I, better I can't see a number if it's a side angle. Like, I, can't, I can't make my vision work around the player. I can't rotate the player <laughs> in my mind. <laughs> like, that was that, uh, that movie with... James McAvoy, where they yeah, shot the, the bullets Yeah, the monitor, or whatever. Wanted, curve the yes. bullet. Yeah, I can't curve my <laughs> eyesight. You know, Why not? Uh, Why was, not, Ben? Nice catch there. Yeah, it was a good comeback. catch by uh, Cortland Sutton. But somebody had a beat on that. 22 had a beat on that. Yeah. Probably could have gotten there. Kareem. Well, and, and then you had Jonas out, out there sort of covering that area of the field. Uh, that's a matchup that if you're Russell Wilson, you just you just throw it out there every single time. Well, right, and you're going to try and take advantage of that. So, but it looks like it's a bait play because it looks like Jonas is out there, but Kareem is eyeballing it, and trying yep. to undercut it from the from the high end. He, yeah, he was right there. there in a hurry. Yep. Well, this is where Ben throws out some kind of hot take about Kareem Jackson, and if he was a little younger, he probably would have gotten there. But I mean, I don't have to when you do it for me. <laughs> All right, now we got a second team setting up a screen to Tyree Cleveland off the right side. Uh, Tyree Cleveland, very fun interview, by the way. We had fun, mm-hmm. fun interviews on Saturday. If you missed any of them, uh, broncoscountrytonight.com. 
Uh, subscribe to the podcast that we never miss it. But we had uh, Pat Sertan, Justin Simmons, Tyree Cleveland, Javante Williams, and Enioma Uezarike. So uh, fun, fun conversations. And Tyree, man, he's he's pretty intense, man. He's pretty fired up. Yeah, he's he's ready to go out there. I think he understands his predicament. I think he understands, you know, where he's at on this roster and, and understands that what he needs to do to go out there and, and, and take a roster spot. That's what he's going to have to do. He's going to have to go out there and take one. He's got to win it on special teams. He's got to win, win it by, pl- by, by playing it. Uh, playing it right with the receiver position as well, and uh, I think he understands very, very well where he's at and what's going on here. So, by the way, we're seeing more Mike Boone today. So all those hot takes that were flying around from uh, some Ben Albrights out there about Demari, uh, Demari Crockett getting in front of Mike Boone, I, I don't think that's a thing. At least today, Mike Boone's getting a lot of work. Yeah, um, and maybe he was a little dinged up the other day. I just cried. we saw a lot of Crockett. Like we were getting a lot of, re- and Crockett looks a step faster. Yeah, you know he looked a little right. slow. He looked a little slow last year. Um, he, he looks a little faster than he did last year, and I, I'm I'm not mad at it. Uh, updating offensive line for just a second. So far, it's been what has, has histor- historically been out there with uh, number 77 there at right guard, Quinn Miners, uh-huh. and Graham Glasgow, as I mentioned there at right guard on the second team. I I, I got to be honest, and I said this on Saturday. I want him to just stick with that. This is our second false start, by the way, now. We had a false start with the first team it's on the other side of the team, field. but false start, yeah. yeah. No, I know. I'm just saying second false start for the offense oh, gotcha. today. Um, just different teams. But that's something that, again, get that out of your system now. Figure out what's going on. Well, it stinks if you're ripping in the 13 because you lose the rep. You know? That's right. It's false start. Now the first team comes back on out there. So you lose your – you're not getting a whole lot of reps on third team, and you're not going to get your chances to shine. All right, so we got – First team, by the way, also one more observation. He's saying Bassey running with the first team. K1 Williams not practicing, it looks yeah, like. Yeah, after hurting uh, hurting himself a little bit the other day on that Montreal-Washington uh, play on Saturday. Looks like it wasn't too serious, though. Wasn't too serious. Should be back in uh, time, but they're going to take an abundance of, of caution before they hit the pads Okay. Uh, with that. And then uh, KJ coming back today. KJ Hamler mm-hmm. off the pup. Yeah, not, not practicing with team just yet. Right, but off the pup, that's a good sign. That's a definitely a good sign. So we wondered who would be the next man up in the slot, and it looks like he's saying, Bass, are you feeling any different about his spot on this roster, at least as we sit here today? No, I, I still think you've got three guys fighting for two spots at the bottom of the roster, and that's, you know, that's OJ, and that's, uh, that's Bassey, and that's Bless Austin. Now, uh, Bassey and Austin can play out the slot. OJ really only plays out wide, so that may give both of them an inherent advantage. Uh, Bassey getting the shots today versus Austin, who was getting them uh, Saturday. So they, they're, they're working that out, and they want to see which guy they, they feel most comfortable with going into the season. I wonder, as we see both running backs in the backfield here. Yeah, we had a little both, gun two back there. Yep, Melvin and Javante. Javante gets the handoff up the middle. Uh, actually, I think off left guard. But I, I wonder, there's something you said there, and I wanted to think about it, but uh, we'll, we'll we'll move on. I Oh, I know. So would you, how, how do you feel about having length in the slot position? Like, say, Michael Ojemudia. Well, any, chance, any chance you get to get length but the main thing about the slot is the quick twitch ability the ability to right. take away the inside slant off those quick receivers guys like Danny Amendola and Wes Welker made their living off that yeah, Hunter Renfro so, yeah so it, it still does Hunter Renfro still does so uh, you've got to be able to take that away all the length in the world doesn't matter if you're not quick enough to be able to do that and typically shorter guys tend to be quicker so based on matchups maybe you could consider going a little more length there especially if you're going up against tight ends yeah if you're uh and it was a great oh. deflection there by 55 yeah, uh, Bradley he Chubb. reached up there, and he reached up there with somebody else. Who was it? Was this? Like ten yards downfield. Yeah, reached up there to break up a pass over the middle of the field. Yeah, I think they're targeting. Uh, I want to say the tight end, but yeah, uh, yeah, I think it was Eric Salbert. It was. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I, all the length in the world doesn't matter if you can't do. You know, I mean, length is a bonus. So if you if you if you can get that, 
If, if you have the ability to take away what needs to be taken away there and you had the length, then you're good. It's just, like, uh, it's just like running ability for a quarterback. All the running ability in the world, if you can't throw the ball, it doesn't matter, right? Mm-hmm. So you got to be able to throw the ball, and then the, you know, the idea that you're going to be a super scrambler, that's just a giant plus on top of it. Nice little completion on a slant there to Jerry Judy, mm-hmm. right in front of the defender. He had to fight for the ball, too. Yep, he did. Defense is, defense is playing sticky. They are. And, I, man, I, you know, one of the things I've focused on, everybody's been talking about the offense, is the defense. I think this defense is going to be better than people think. Uh, better than national narrative on them certainly is. Well, we've, we've said that pretty, pretty consistently. We don't think there's going to be as much of a drop-off. I can understand why a national narrative would say that, though. I mean, I think we both can. Yeah. Saying, hey, without Vic Fangio, you know, you just sort of expect a little bit of regression there. But if they can increase the amount of pressure they're getting on the quarterback, if they can up the sack numbers, if they can get some, some fumble recoveries, some more, more turnovers on the back end, they have the talent for it. It's just schematically... Are you going to be one of those attack defenses? Are you going to be a bend, don't break? And I don't think they're going to be a bend, don't break to this year. I think there'll be elements of that, but I think they will attack a, a lot more frequently. And I think they'll, they'll pick and choose their battles on, on how to do that. And, you know, the main thing, the main reason the bend, don't break didn't work last year is they just couldn't generate turnovers. The pass rush wasn't getting home. They couldn't generate turnovers, and that's, that's why. So if you can get those things solved, you get those things fixed, and uh, then that style of defense will work with these players. And that was a heck of a, of a grab there. Oh, I didn't get it. Didn't it was get almost it. a heck of a grab there. Uh, I believe by Trey Quinn. Yep. All right. We have uh, more to come here on uh, Broncos Country tonight, breaking down day five of Broncos training camp on 850 AM and 94.1 FM. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. From the station bringing you every Broncos game. Touchdown, Denver! This is Broncos Country Tonight. Presented by Betfred Sports. Never miss a bet with Betfred Sports on KOA. Broncos Country Tonight. Ryan Edwards, Benjamin Albright. Breaking down day five of Broncos training camp from UC Health Training Center. And we're out here with our next run of teams practice and starting at the 20-yard line going in. So we're doing a little bit of red zone now. Uh, what we missed uh, as we went to break in the last one, Baron Browning ended up getting a sack. Tyree mm-hmm. Cleveland has gone off the field with a trainer. We don't exactly know what's going on there yet, so we'll have some updates later. But uh, that's the way things look right now. So we're starting at the 20-yard line, working in, quick pass out to the right, hitting Corlin Sutton. Yeah, and then uh, letting him use the big body to bowl over the defenders to get his way into the end zone there. Uh, looks like they're practicing a little bit of that wide receiver screen game. They've been yep. practicing a, lot, a significant amount of screens uh, since we've been out here. Some no doubt. Running back screens, wide receiver screens. Going to see a lot more of that than we saw under Pat Shermer, uh, and I think that's a good thing. That was one of the things that we constantly noted, hey, this is missing from the offense. You're not, you're not taking advantage of the fact that defenses want to be aggressive with you. 
Uh, and, and if they're going to be aggressive with you, take advantage of that aggression. You know, let them get too far upfield, run, run the screen game on them. So uh, they've been practicing that quite a bit out here the last couple of days. Looks like they give it a three or four yard gain on that uh, play. Now Russ targeting the end zone. Oh, man. Over the he shoulder. Got that. He got it. Yeah, he did. He got that it. That was a blitz side. on that play, too. They were blitzing two from what would have been the left side of the offensive line. Uh, on that play, Russ, Russ ate up the blitz, took advantage of it, got the ball out on the uh, That's Cortland, right? On the, on the fly, yeah, and it was Cortland for the touchdown. Off the left side. I think Sertan was over there. I want to say Sertan was the guy covering him. So that was... It was uh, K-Jack and Sertan. Yep, yep. So great yeah, and great it. placement. Holy cow. Again, I, you know I hate the fade, but that was a great placement on that corner route. Yeah, had, yeah, had two, two shell, uh, two high shell, and he just, just kind of ran a fly, you know, kept it to the outside, and... Uh, Russ put the ball right in the bucket. All right, so they're letting him run another play here for third down, and another touchdown to Jerry Judy. Now. Uncovered on that one. Completely uncovered. Closest to, I believe, was KJAC on the play. Yeah, that was busted coverage. He didn't have to do anything for that uh, that touchdown. That was just pitch and catch. Yep. So nice little uh, series there for the offense. You got a, a quick completion to Corlin Sutton off the right side on a screen, uh, a deep corner route to left side for Corlin Sutton, and then right back to the Right back to it on the left side to Jerry Judy. Yeah, both those plays pick it on uh, on the combination of Sertan and, and K-Jack. K-Jack and the two-high shell both times. Um, I didn't see Sertan on the coverage there, so he must have dropped low. I don't know uh, I don't know how that, that coverage got busted, but it certainly did. All right, so now second team out here and uh, getting a chance to see. And by the way, the uh, Baron Browning sack was on Josh Johnson, in case I forgot to mention that. Mm-hmm. That was uh, right, when we went to, right when we went to break, but... Uh, second team out here, got Baron Browning, who's had a tremendous camp so far. Michael Ojemudia there in the back end. I want to see who the other corner is. So we got Stearns, who's, uh, I think your guy Bless Austin's over yeah, there. Yeah, uh, Bless Austin's over there. Who's our slot? Who's our nickel? I'm trying to see. Do you, I see PJ Locke out there. 35 is, is out 35? there. 35? Okay. So 35 would be Jaquan McMillan. So that would make sense. Okay. So, again, they're keeping Damari Mathis. He's a third-team outside corner. I wondered if they'd give him some work there, potentially, but it looks like maybe that's not the case. Uh, a he second, took a pop there. Yeah. No, pa- no. I mean, they got the shoulder pads in, but he took a little bit of a pop there. That's Caden Cerns running up there on De- on uh, Demario Crockett, right? Yeah. Get a little pop in on him there. You know, maybe we'll get these pads popping tomorrow. It looks like people are ready to hit. Oh, hundred percent. Hey, good observation. Absolutely, the guys. There's a there's a little bit of pop happening out there today. Not, nothing, nothing out of bounds. Got to make sure you're taking care of your own players. But I I 100% agree with you. Uh, we've seen we've seen a couple of couple of close ones. We talk, mentioned that Alex Singleton in the backfield hit on Mike Boone. Uh, that stood him straight up in the air. They baited him off sides there. That's going to come back though. Uh, it's a touchdown for 89. Uh, touchdown. Uh, beating the Michael Ojemudia fairly easily. But at the end of the day, that's going to come back. It was a uh, it was a movement on the offensive line. Okay. Yeah, I saw the flag go up. Uh, Michael Ojemudia was trying to make the case that uh, Brandon Johnson was out of bounds, but Brandon Johnson very clearly not, got both feet yeah, in. Not but out of bounds at would all. Have, would have come back on a, a, legal, form, a legal motion. Well, you know, we haven't talked a lot about Brandon Johnson. Brandon Johnson's a guy that every one of these players that I've asked has yep. mentioned to. We haven't talked about him a lot, but every player out there has mentioned him so far. Somebody we might want might to keep a little bit closer eye on. Well, and, and you know, again, I mentioned how he looks bigger. Like, he's listed as 6'2", but... He looks like he plays a lot bigger out there. Yeah, certainly does, and uh, he, he kind of easily beat Ojemudia there. Really, they didn't put a move on him or anything; just kind of went past him. All right, so once again, uh, we got first team out here now. Same kind of setup. I'm seeing if Isang's still in there. I 
can't see him from this far side of the field. They're going quick on it. Uh, play action, half boot there, pass to Salbert. So that was nice. Uh, you, had, you had play action to the left side. This is one of the beauties of wide zone for me. You got, a, you got the play action to the left side. Russell Wilson gets to use some of that boot action to come back to the right side and for an easy completion, just pitch and catch to Eric Salbert, who sort of leaked out there to the sideline. Yeah, and it, it is. You get that counter action with the boot action, it really does. It helps, you know, especially when you're coming back across the field, it does help to differentiate, okay, this guy's open, you got the extra step, it, it freezes some of those defenders an extra step and gives you a little something. So, Got a quick pass from Russ uh, to the left side. Barely even took a beat after he got the ball. I don't know if that was completed though. If it was, a very, very short gain. Still so first team out, offense out there. They're just they're just inside the five-yard line now with third down to go. So we're looking at a little bit of move the ball, a little bit of, again, full red zone practice here with the, the shoulder pads on. Got Jerry Judy and Corlin Sutton off the right side. Probably, I guess, from what we can see, maybe Tim Patrick off the left. But Oh, and then he's sending Judy in motion. Okay. It's a counter action there, yep. and then going back to the other side. Uh, Pass was too far out in front of Cortland Sutton. Uh, and it he had to like, get that out in a hurry, though. Yeah, and it looked like he didn't get a clean grip on the ball yep. there, actually. Uh, it was just kind of you know snap, pitch, catch, like a rock, chuck, throw kind of thing. Sort of out of the pistol and didn't uh, didn't really get set, didn't really get a good grip on the football. Well, you had two passes on that drive from Russ. Kind of the same deal, right? And again, he's not... This isn't a conversation like we have with Kenny Pickett, right? Russ has got massive mitts. No, he does. Yeah, he's got over 10-inch hands. He's got huge hands. This isn't so, a small hands deal at not all. Not a small hands deal, but that was two passes in a row, one to each side of the field, where he grabbed it and then chucked it as hard as he could almost immediately. It didn't look like he was set. It didn't look like they were set for it. Yeah. Something to keep an eye on. Yeah, and he's, like I said, didn't get a good grip. Kind of came out like a wounded duck. So, All right, now we got a second team out here, starting at the 10-yard line for first and goal. And seeing anybody out there that's different. A rotation back to one high there. They were disguising the look as a two high look, and then 20 rotated back to a one high look pre snap. Nice blocking on the left side uh, to sort of get Tyreek McAllister, who we haven't seen get a lot of work. He's a little bit more of that jitterbug. You got the, the quick speeds, the quicks. You've been seeing out there in more of the return game. Hasn't gotten a ton of handoffs during camp, but uh, showed a lot of burst off the left side. And uh, like I said, some good blocking there. Yeah, uh, it, it's good to see him get some reps out there. I, I, for the running backs, I, I wait till the pads come on. I mean, you really can't. There's nothing to do. You know, you, you can't hit anybody. You can't. There's nothing you can really do about that. So unless they're getting constantly smoked in the backfield, there's nothing to really, really gauge that off of until everybody goes full pads. They tried the angle route underneath on that play there, and he fell down. Uh, 28 fell down. Baron Browning with another sack. Yeah, Josh Johnson ended up having to try to take off with his feet. They didn't yep. blow it dead, although it would have been a sack. It absolutely would have. Baron Browning was standing next to him. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he tried to serve him a drink. <laughs> Dude, that's one thing that always drives me. It, it, it's funny, and I, oftentimes when I'm writing my notes for practice, I would write, make some kind of like, was definitely a sack or probably a sack, those kinds of things. That one, he basically came up, gave him a hug, asked him how his family was doing. Then Josh Johnson scrambled <laughs> off to the right side, and, and Baron Browning just sort of jogged with him. The whole way. Yeah, it's, it's another part, one of these things where you can't hit or you can't bring guys down. You know, I, I, you can't really tell. Like, you know, it's, it, it would be a sack, but you got to let it play out because you can't hit the QB. Yep, absolutely. So now one more play here for now they're, they're letting Brett Rippin, who they, threw it out of the back a, of the end zone. And there was a hold there, too. 
as uh, at 38 held, uh, who was at their 84, I believe it was. Okay, so your guy, Bless Austin, holding your guy, Trey Quinn. Yeah. So it's a my guy explosion. It was going to be a touchdown either way. Now it's a penalty. You know, it's just one, one way there was going to be excellence on that play. <laughs> it, it, it's amazing. You know, you, you've sort of claimed several of these guys uh, as far as I called it. So in the end, I'm not, not, hey, I'm, I'm not I'm, sitting here I'm, saying I I'm called hip, anything. I'm hip to your game because what happens is, is one of these guys makes the roster and you get to be like, see, I told you. I told you all along that this guy was going to be great. Listen, he's going to make the roster. Ryan, the, the take game is a quantity, not quality game. All right. <laughs> the takes game is a, is a quantity game. It is absolutely a quantity game as I'm finding out. Initially, I was like, why is he, why is he calling the shot on all these guys? And now it's, it's all coming together. Mm. Because if you call your shot on enough guys. One of them is bound to hit. Inevitably, right? I mean, that's how the gambler's fallacy, isn't right. it? I think that's uh, I think that's a whole strategy built. Uh, another person has, has built their whole persona on. <laughs> I'm not going to name any names. Are you? You know. You you know you know. All right. So that portion of the red zone practices is done. It looks like we're back into some special teams. Although it makes me feel like because of the way Nathaniel Hackett tends to structure practice, we'll see something else out here because he loves ending on those upswings, those uh, big time competitive moments. Even on Saturday ending on uh, that, that catch at the very end from Caden Davis. Mm -hmm. uh, Big-time competitive moment, sort of threading the needle, deep pass between the safeties. It feels like we're still in for one of those. Yeah, we're getting a little special teams work over here with the field goals and all that. They've got uh, four minutes on that clock, but I, I, I get the feeling we'll get another, uh, another team period out of this. All right, so if practice did end for a reason today, as we got a few minutes left in this segment, if practice ended right now and we had nothing else to go on, what are your takeaways from it? Well, Sertan had another stellar day. I thought Cortland battled really well. You're going I, after him, though. Yeah, I thought Baron Browning had a really good day. He's uh, been incredible. We, we talked about Brandon Johnson uh, showing up today. This is, you, just keep started, you, know, you start noticing when you keep calling somebody's name, and, and his name is somebody we kept, we kept talking about a little bit. He's, he's having a nice little day today. He's somebody that you know, every DB we talk to so far keeps mentioning and, and to me, that, that perks my ears up. I'm like, oh, hey, wait a minute. Why is, why is everybody defensive back talking about this guy we're not talking about? So they must see something that we're not seeing uh, out of him. So uh, concerted effort to get the ball. He, he smoked OJ. I mean, you know, I mean, it, it just wasn't even close. So I don't, uh, you know, I, I think those are the, the standouts so far to me today. I'm, I'm with you on that. It was uh, nice to see Isang Bassi getting a chance to run with the ones. Uh, again, he's a natural slot. We're not seeing any of the guys so far, secondary or otherwise, being put in situations that they're not used to. Yeah, um, and, I, and I think uh, I think that's good. I think we're looking at trying to get everybody comfortable in this defense before we put the pads on. I think we're looking at you know at trying to get everybody where they need to be, and making sure that there is a uh, that everybody has a basic understanding and knowledge of what it is that they're supposed to be doing before we put the pads on and start going out here to execute. I want to go back to your Baron Browning point because as he continues to just show that he's ready to go play more snaps. Do you start, if you're a Gerald Evero, considering your options of who you have on the field there, even when Randy Gregory's back fully healthy? I don't think you do that until after you have some games. Um, you know, you, you go out there in the preseason, you let Baron Browning go against some people in, in, in pads in a game-type situation, see where you're at with that. You, you see where Randy Gregory is with his rehab and where he's, where he's ready to go. I, I think that Baron Browning and Nick Benito will both get work in rotation this season. Uh, and if they excel in that rotation, then they'll get more work. You know, it comes a point where you can't take guys off the field, right? And Baron Browning has a little versatility. You can move them inside if you need to, you know? 
there are packages where you can you can kind of do that. So you know, I think that uh, I think if you if you make a decision on that now, I think you're hurting yourself. I think you just you kind of let it play out, and uh, towards the end of the training camp and preseason, you'll start to figure out where you need to have these guys. Because every team wants to have a Micah Parsons, right? Well, right. I mean, you, yeah. you don't like to have that. We have a guy that could profile like that, and I think for the fan base. They're going to get to a point where they're going to see this guy making some plays during preseason, mm-hmm. and they're going to say, you got to get this guy on the field more often. NASCAR packages or otherwise, mm-hmm. he's got to see the field. Yeah, and that's the thing. They make it undeniable, right? By the way, there was a little throwing session going on down here. Uh, Russ Wilson doing a little red zone work. One receiver, Courtland Sutton. Just to point that out. Just over and over again. Just uh, just, just doing a little throwing session with his, with his guy. It's very clear that's his guy. Um, with with Baron Brown, yeah, everybody wants a Michael Parsons, and so if you got the opportunity to kind of emulate or replicate that, you gotta you gotta take a look at it. I think they're going to look at that during some of these preseason games, and you know, I think that uh, I, I think the main thing is with Hackett and with his coaching staff is game situations and, and taking evaluations from that, not taking evaluations from seven on seven positional drills and things that don't matter in our football. If Baron Browning can be what we're describing, it definitely changes a little bit of the way I viewed the edge rusher depth coming into training camp. I had some concerns about it because the next guy up was Malik Reed, who we've said is a, has a decent spot start guy, but not something you want to you want to lean on for long portions of the season. If Baron Browning can be what they, they hope he can be, this has implications even beyond this season, really. You and I talked about Bradley Chubb and being in this final year. There are many more scenarios where Bradley Chubb plays his way off this roster mm-hmm. than sticks around and Baron Browning could be a little bit of the key to that. Well, yeah, I mean, Nick Benito was drafted for that that contingency. Sure. Baron Browning's going to move around for that contingency. They they understand, you know, what's going on. The team is is not. This isn't surprising to them. It's not going to suddenly surprise them if Baron Browning, excuse me, if Bradley Chubb comes out here and either underperforms or overperforms, and in either case, he won't be on the team next year because of, uh, you know, because of those situations. So. Uh, I, I think they understand that you know there's just not any any way to keep Bradley Chubb around. Uh, relatively speaking, it's going to be difficult. There are there are paths to that, I guess, but it's going to be difficult. And so I think they understand that and they prepare for that. That's why you do that. That's why you go out and draft a Nick Benito. That's why you convert a, a Baron Browning over into that role and you continue to keep an eye on that position as best you can. And I, I think they're prepared for it. All right. So as we called it. They're going to have another session here with the teams out there with first and second team. We're doing a little third down. It looks like about third and six uh, opportunity. Oh, that. Well, first of all, credit to Malik Reed for blowing that thing up, as I just got done talking about him as being just a guy. Mm-hmm. Um, they they did a, a quick pass out. The swing the pass to uh, Melvin Gordon, yep. who was not, you know, it just wasn't even looking really. Wasn't looking for it. Yep. And uh, Malik Reed was in uh, Russell Wilson's grill right away. They're letting him run another play here, so maybe this isn't. I thought it was going to be a third down. Maybe third and fourth. You know, practicing third and fourth. Yeah. See, look, I can't really. Well, they have the third down down up still right now. Yeah, I see it. There it is. Yeah. So and that was up a four. So they just didn't move it. And Russ gets uh, would have been swallowed up there. Throws the ball out there for a play and a good jump catch there by Jerry Judy. I think he was out of bounds. Uh, Yeah, I think he was. And uh, who's that? Thirty-four on the coverage. Yeah, Bassey. So. Well, that man. Incredible acrobatic catch. Uh, yep. Got one foot down. Didn't get. Both don't think in. he got both feet down. No, so in college rules, I think he would have had that one, but uh, unfortunately for it's not Jared Alabama Judy, anymore. Not Alabama. So first team offense had a, a swing pass out to the right that went nowhere. Melvin wasn't looking for it, and then the next pass was a little bit deeper pass. It might have even been a sack. Really, Russell Wilson held that for like 
seven seconds. Yeah, I swallowed up back there, it looked like. Um, if, they'd been, if they'd had the ability to, to tackle him, I think they would have. So now we got second team out there, second team offense. And, but Ronald Darby's out there uh, with the, the second team yeah, defense. D41's out there, Darby's Jamar. out there. Yeah, you got Michael Ojemudia. Oh, now Darby's, now going, Darby's off. Yeah. going off. I think that's part of the reason they waved that play dead. He didn't get <laughs> off in time. They were like, there's, there's no reason for him to be out here. We're running the 4-4-4 defense here. <laughs> uh, all right, so, yeah, we just got a, a couple of seconds left here. So, of course, as always, check it out, broncoscountrytonight.com, Broncos Country Tonight on the iHeartRadio app. Uh, we're going to have uh, plenty of show for you, plenty of interviews, all sorts of reactions to Broncos training camp uh, coming up. And uh, this week, it's going to be a lot of fun. So hopefully you guys follow along. What was that one? That's the interception. From who? 37. Oh, there you go. P.J. Locke. Love it. Badly thrown ball. Nobody yeah, in the vicinity. Josh Johnson, by the way. Nobody in the vicinity. Yeah, that was Josh Johnson. It was a badly. I, I didn't know who he was targeting, to be honest. For Benjamin Albright, I'm Ryan Edwards. Thanks for listening to Broncos Country Tonight on KOA. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.